Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Spontaneous Traveller podcast. If you're new here, hi, welcome. My name is Monique, and I'm the Spontaneous Traveller. First of all, I would really quickly love to apologise for the audio for, I guess, future episodes, because one, trying to find a quiet spot in Bali is extremely difficult. I am currently sitting in my hostel trying to be as quiet as possible for my other people in the hostel, but also still trying to talk loud enough for you guys. So please bear with me with that. And also my laptop has decided to pretty much just stop working. So we're currently on my phone at the moment for, I guess, to be continued. So very sorry for that in advance. Wowie, what a roller coaster of emotions this week. Last time you guys heard from me, Sarah and I had just finished exploring Noosa Penida Island, which for me sounds like so long ago. A lot has happened since then. Before I get into the bad news and I guess the spanner that was thrown in the works of my travels, I will fill you in on what Sarah and I got up to in Ubud. So we started our week in Ubud just after exploring Noosa Penida Island. We started it with a Luat coffee tasting and the jungle swing. We thought that this was a self-guided tasting. So we got there as soon as it opened pretty much because we know how busy these tourist areas can get. But when we got there, there was this sweetest Indonesian man at the door that takes you through everything. When you first walk in, he shows you and talks you through the coffee plantation process, which is really, really cool. And you actually get to see the coffee plants. If you go to places that have the swing and the coffee in one spot, usually you have the choice of what you want to do first, either the swing or the tasting. Because we get there really early, we had to do the tasting first because we got there before the staff even got there. If you have the choice, I do highly recommend doing the swing first, just in case you get a little bit of motion sickness or whatever. That's what they told us. It's highly recommended to do it first. The tasting that we had included 15 different types of teas and coffees, and this was free. The only thing you actually had to pay for was the actual Luat coffee itself, and that was five Australian dollars for a tasting. And all of these samples came out in the cutest little jars on a carved wooden board. They had so many unique flavors. The mangosteen tea, which was definitely my favorite, but they even had rosella tea, red ginger tea, and the coffees, obviously going from the Balinese coffee, the Luat coffee, they had avocado coffee and coconut coffee, which was incredible. And you never would have thought that the flavors would work, but they did. (laughs) It was so unique. And look, most of these did taste really good, definitely did, but there were also a few that were qu- questionable, different, <laughs> for unique taste buds to say the least. <laughs> we had the whole tasting to ourselves, which was really, really good, so I do recommend getting there early. The seating area where we were literally looked over the jungle and had the most gorgeous view, especially with the morning sun just making everything glisten. It was just beautiful. And we had it all to ourselves. That's the bonus about getting to these touristy spots early. Straight after the tasting, we went on the jungle swing. This was a lot more fun than I thought it would be. I'm a little adrenaline seeker and this was so good. I 
was absolutely frothing it. I'm not going to lie. And the staff absolutely love it when you're enjoying yourself. So they try to like see how high they can actually push you. I swear I touched the sky like 50 bloody times. It was great. And and you, as you're in the air, you get the gorgeous view of like the thick, luscious jungle underneath you. And you feel like you're flying. It's such a great sensation and experience. If you're not afraid of heights because you do get very high, I would highly recommend any jungle swing. There are lots around Bali, um, obviously in a wood. I highly recommend this one, but there's so many others that I'm sure will be so great as well. I just couldn't beat the view. The view was just amazing. After all this, we did go to the monkey forest. And can I please just say quickly, I was very, very proud of Sarah this day because she was scared of monkeys and free falling, but she did the jungle swing and went to the monkey forest. She was conquering all her fears in that day and it was great. I loved it. (laughs) Good on her. (laughs) Now, obviously you hear all these bad stories about monkeys attacking people, which definitely made us not so much scared, but a lot more cautious. When you not even get to the lobby, when you're just walking on the street to get to the monkey forest lobby, there are warning signs everywhere. You can't miss them. So the warning signs will have, you know, hide your belongings, do not wear um, any loose clothing. But the biggest thing that was on every single sign in bold was plastic water bottles. I have no idea why, but out of everything you've got, the monkeys are going to go for the plastic water bottles. I don't understand. I have no idea why they do, but they do. So don't take plastic water bottles. (laughs) The lobby does have lockers, so you can leave your water bottles or anything you don't need um, with them, and then you can just collect it afterwards. It was an $8 entry fee to get into the monkey forest, and in all honesty, I would be happy to pay more easily because just the environment you're in is worth the money. You genuinely feel like you're in a fairy tale, an enchanted forest with water praying temples, just luscious green forests with the most gorgeous vines and pathways. And it turns out that the monkey forest used to actually be an old village. There is a cemetery of the last people that I guessed lived in that village and when the population vanished they turned it into a sanctuary and to be fair it's actually only half a sanctuary so there are monkeys that are obviously chipped and trained but majority of the monkeys in the I guess village they're actually are wild ones so that's why there's a lot of fights often between the monkeys and they're the ones that are going to steal from you so whilst we were there monkeys were literally like climbing over people, bawling them over. It was pretty intense, to be honest. You definitely wish that it doesn't happen to you because it's so, it's so confronting. (laughs) But it was a really, really good time. I absolutely loved it and I recommend it to pretty much everyone. At our week in Ubud, we did stay at the Bamboo Ubud Hostel, which was $15 a night and it was really, really nice. It's very welcoming. It's walking distance to pretty much everything you need. Breakfast is included and there are also live music every night and a little restaurant pretty much downstairs just under the hostel. 
in saying this, it can get quite noisy um, because it is quite social. So definitely a good idea to pack your earplugs. <laughs> we met so many lovely people there. A couple of girls named Mickey and Gabby were super friendly and we actually went out for dinner with them um, that night at Atman Nourish Cafe, which is also a really good hotspot in Ubud, which was really nice. Our next day in Ubud, we booked a private driver for the day to take us to four waterfalls, take us to some lunch and the rice terraces. It was only $50 for the day, so $25 each because we were still splitting fees at this point, And it was worth every single cent. He picked us up from our accommodation at around 8.30 in the morning. And okay, I'm going to try to pronounce these waterfalls. Please bear with me. <laughs> so we went to Bangdung Waterfall, Canto Lampo, Suat and Taganung waterfall. I really hope I pronounced that right and didn't butcher it. <laughs> In these waterfalls, you can't explain it. You cannot explain how beautiful these places are. They're so untouched and you feel like you genuinely are in a fairy tale. I was in awe and lost for words at each of these places. To be fully immersed in nature, there's no distractions, no technology. If you've got worries in your world, in your life, they're gone when you're there. You're not thinking about anything else. It's like you're in this little cocoon of just pure abundance of nature and it was absolutely incredible. It was divine. Divine is just a word that keeps coming to me to explain these places. It's just so beautiful and I obviously with my spiritual journey I always want to get to my divine higher self. That is just a word that keeps coming to me and you do feel what well, I've definitely felt you know this higher sense of being whilst I was there. There was an Indonesian man at one of these waterfalls that he didn't speak any English, but in all honesty, I felt like I was communicating so easily through nature to him. And it was the most beautiful thing I have ever experienced. And oh, I kind of feel like I'm getting emotional talking about it. <laughs> it was just so powering. It was amazing. I felt so connected to myself and nature there was a moment when I pointed out this beautiful dragonfly um, pretty much sitting on a rock sunbathing, I guess. The Indonesian man so angelically picked it up and just placed it on my hand so softly I felt like I was floating. And if you, I know that sounds crazy and if you haven't experienced anything like that before, it is really hard to explain, but I just felt so light in my body. And later that night, I wanted to really look into that moment and I started researching you know what does a dragonfly resemble what is that a symbol of spiritually and it turns out that a dragonfly is a symbol of happiness new beginnings and change and I had a lot of that going on at that moment and it was just such a special moment and a full day that I'll just forever cherish after the waterfalls, our driver took us to see rice terraces. Okay, in all honesty, we were expecting to just pull over on the side of the road and look at them. <laughs> but he ended up taking us to Crater. If you don't know what Crater is, it's pretty much 
Disneyland for Bali. <laughs> it's also a very popular beach club. Crater offers luat coffee tasting, the jungle swings, zip lining. Uh, they had restaurants there. They had a glass floor and, of course, the rice terraces. But they walk through rice terraces and there's these massive walking interactive statues that talking about it doesn't even begin to describe how massive these things are it was insane and crater off so much more you could easily spend a day there but I am very very glad that Sarah and I bought a change of clothes because you know we've just been swimming in waterfalls all day we even had a nap in the car to get there so we were definitely looking like backpackers <laughs> crater was so incredibly fancy and it was only five dollars entry which was great. <laughs> After this amazing, you know, big day that we had, I finally met up with a internet friend. So my friend Danny is from the east coast of Australia. She reached out to me nearly a year ago now, actually, through Instagram, and we instantly started chatting. We never crossed paths before. Um, you know, we're both working, we're both busy, and it just never really worked out until now. Danny was also here in Bali at the time with her sister, so we finally got to meet in person. It was so, so nice. It was a great night. Danny and her sister are so, so friendly and welcoming. It was really, really great. We went out for dinner and we went out to the gorgeous restaurant. It was a really, really great night. And the food, look, it was amazing until we got Bali Belly. Yep. <laughs> Sarah and I survived nearly three weeks without getting it, but it finally got us. And of course, we were staying in a hostel, <laughs> which can I just say, this specific hostel, in the bathrooms, you heard everything. Oh my gosh, it was awful. <laughs> it wasn't ideal. <laughs> For those of you that know, I was in hospital a couple of years ago for a few months. Um, I stayed there for a few months with a condition and pretty much that condition made my sickness worse. It's a very long story, but pretty much after three days, Sarah was great, but I was getting worse to the point where by the eighth day, I was so dehydrated. I couldn't get out of bed. We did go to the chemist and, you know, we were getting medication to help, but I guess my underlying medical condition wasn't budging. So I did have to get hospitalized here in Bali. Being solo in a Bali hospital was really scary. I'm not going to lie. I was really nervous waiting to get in. You know, I had to call a Gojek and I guess, like, admit myself whilst being so unwell. Hardly able to stand type of unwell. The staff there, though, are really, really friendly. They were really, really helpful. Um, and obviously, thankfully, lots of them spoke English, which did make me feel a lot more settled in. I spent five hours getting treated there. And there was a time when the head doctor looked at me and literally said, you're very sick and not getting better here you need to go to your doctor at home, which is obviously Australia. And me being this strong-willed person, I actually said no. I said, no, I'm okay. You know, I'm getting treated here. I'll go back to my hotel. Just see how I go. I got discharged. I went home. I wasn't getting better. 
and in two days I needed to fly out to the Philippines. I was not fit to fly. I couldn't get out of bed, so why did I think that it was possible to get on a plane to go solo to the Philippines? So I booked this whole trip through Flight Centre. I pretty much just, I was on the phone to my mum and Sam from Flight Centre, who's been absolutely incredible. Originally, I wasn't thinking about coming home. I just discussed my options with Sam. I did need to leave the country because of my 30-day visa was coming to an end. So talking to them for hours, the best option was for me to come home, which unfortunately, yes, it did mean that I had to cancel all of my Philippines trip. Um, But I do have travel insurance and thank goodness that I do. Because this trip was cancelled due to sickness, I can get at least hopefully half of that money back because... In the Philippines, the islands are so far apart, you have to catch a plane or a ferry. So, you know, I had five flights booked, I had ferries booked, accommodation booked, and all of that just went down the drain. So I did have to fly home to get medical treatment and to be with my family. Look, at the time, I was so upset and I was very frustrated because, you know, I worked really hard for this travel and it's just a little sickness, I'll get over it. And I guess it was just bad timing of, you know, if this happened a week before I had to fly out, it would be fine, but I needed to leave the country. So coming home in the long run was obviously amazing. You know, I did have that sense of feeling homesick. So being home really did help that. And I guess it gave gave me time to get better and to really figure out my next option. You obviously don't plan to get sick. Um, It was definitely a spanner thrown in the works, but there's nothing else you could do about it. I had to adapt to the situation that I was in. So now that I am better, I went to flight center. Everyone got me back on a plane to get me back to Bali because I was itching to get back to my travels. I just, I couldn't wait. The medication um, and, you know, just getting treated at hospital was really, really good. Got me back on track. So now that I'm back on the plane, I am officially starting my solo travel. Sarah was traveling with me for a month and I did fly home with her. Um, but Sarah unfortunately is staying home and I will continue my travels. So I am back in Bali. I do have two new locations that I will be going to because um, Miss Monique had to book two more flights since when she was at Flight Center. I was originally just going to come back to Bali, but obviously I have to change it up. <laughs> Being spontaneous, as you say. <laughs> So yes, I'm currently in Bali for the next two weeks before my next location. I will be spending most of my time in Uluwatu and Canggu because I have very exciting things planned, but I am just enjoying slow travel for the next few weeks because obviously being so sick, I do need to be careful in how I travel. I don't want to get sick again. I don't want to deplete again. So I'm currently staying in a really nice hostel with the most gorgeous people. It's a very calm hostel, which is great. It's close to everything, which is really what I need right now. I guess I better talk about my rose, thorn and bud for not just this week. I guess the past two weeks, I can obviously always start with my thorn to get it out of the way. And it's quite easy this week. Obviously, getting sick was my thorn. I don't even have to explain that any further. (laughs) My rose, I do have a lot. Obviously, the day with the waterfalls, that experience with the Indonesian um, man, meeting new people, exploring Ubud, and to be fair, going home. Although it was not planned at all, 
it was needed and I made the most of what I had at home. So that was definitely my rose. My bud, my bud is actually slow travel. That's what I'm really looking forward to, to, you know, taking yoga classes every day, having those slow surfing days, just spending hours at cafes, just doing nothing, getting massages. Honestly, that's just what I need right now. That's what my body needs right now. At first, I was very underwhelmed and frustrated with myself that I wasn't doing something every day. But that's not what travel is. You know, if I was at home right now and I did nothing all day, I wouldn't feel guilty. So why am I feeling guilty here? Even though I am in a beautiful place, traveling is my lifestyle now. That is my day-to-day life. So I shouldn't feel guilty for not doing anything every day. So yeah, definitely taking slow travel days is much needed. But yeah, I guess that pretty much sums up this episode. It fills you guys in on where I am, what I've been up to for the past two weeks now. You're up to date (laughs) on my crazy, spontaneous travel life. I guess this concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope the audio was okay for you guys. But yeah, have a great week, you beautiful people. And I will see you next time. Bye.